on Friday, well, a familiar face and a familiar voice going to sign off the airways. Friday is Mike Sobel's last day as Global News Morning Weather Specialist. 43 years in the media business, many of those getting up at 2 o'clock uh, in the morning. Do I look that old? No, you don't. You look oh. fan- You know, you don't. Thank you. Thank I, you, Julie. I would figure, like, you're only 45. You started when you were two, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Mike says, you know what? It's time to move on. Maybe do something different. Different. And Mike Sobel joins me in studio this afternoon. Hey, Mike. Great to see you, Jaylen. It is fantastic. I've never seen you in this building. I mean, how many years have you been away from Global now? I left Global in 2008. It's been that long? It has been that long. Wow. So, and and we worked together there for eight years, but we rarely saw each other. Seldom. I don't know if you ever... Did you ever fill in on a morning show? Once like or twice. Yeah, that was yeah. it. But it didn't happen very often. That's too bad. Yeah, well, I was working the 11 o'clock shift. So. <laughs> it didn't work too well. <laughs> Mike, uh, the decision, and I'm getting a lot of text people saying, you know, they're going to really, really miss you. And I, I have a, I get this sense that you're going to really, really miss the job as well. Oh, without a doubt, Jaylen. This is... Uh, it's been the love of my life. This, the whole media business has been... Uh, such a thrill to be involved in and, and and it's tough to hang it up because I still think things are going well. I think I still have something to offer. But by the same token, you reach a point in your life and you feel maybe now's the time to pull the plug on this. And um, I've got my health. I'm, I'm an active person. Mm-hmm. My wife is very active. And, and I guess we want to do things while we're healthy. So uh, we've got a, a granddaughter now in Vancouver, and we, we haven't seen very much because of this pandemic. Lots of video, mm-hmm. but uh, you know how distracted they get on video. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just it's just time to uh, to spend some time uh, away and see what happens. I, I think the pandemic did that for a lot of us. It kind of may, made us maybe realize what we wanted to do and maybe w- focus a little bit more of our attentions. But during the pandemic, I was fortunate to be able, and, and you too, to mm-hmm. be able to do our jobs yeah. the way we've always done it, basically. I mean, the one problem with the pandemic in our industry was, from the TV side, was we no longer had guests. Mm-hmm. And I really looked forward mm-hmm. to, to the interaction with these guests. And, and suddenly everything was virtual, which for a while was, was okay. But then it, it gets to the point where you're in the middle of a nice discussion and suddenly they freeze. <laughs> or you know. And the interesting thing was, you, you can't predict technology. You'll be talking to somebody uh, in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. clear as a bell, five minutes, perfect. Then you talk to somebody in St. Albert, and after 10 <laughs> seconds, it clicks off, and you're stuck there. Do I do I go to commercial? What do I do? Yeah. What's going on? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so things have changed a bit. We're kind of getting back to normal now. Mike, I didn't know this. I thought media was always your 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 plan. I, I didn't realize that you went to school for something completely different. You got a degree, did, what did I see, in economics? Economics, yes, yes. I'm giving a Angus Water run for his money, and I always have been. No, basically, um, when I finished high school, um, I wanted to get a degree of some mm-hmm. sort. Uh, media was not in my mind. Um, my parents were, were the type that expected me to go to university mm-hmm. and maybe become, oh, a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant, but none of which were for me. But I figured, okay, I'll appease them, and I'll go to university. And while I was there, I got the opportunity. This was at York University in Toronto. Uh, somebody introduced me to the radio station there. And uh, that's where I fell in love with it. And I ended up, and well, that was reflected in my marks, too, because I, <laughs> I spent way more time at the campus radio station in the library. Needless to say, that's what led to what I'm doing now. So, you know, once you, once you graduated, you, end up, you ended up in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, 1979. Weyburn. How did you end up from Weyburn 
to Edmonton. Oh. Like that, you know, it's a, it's it's an interesting little story. Well, it, it's 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 a really weird story because my parents my parents ran a, a drugstore, and they're thinking, how does that connect to <laughs> in Toronto of all places? Okay, so one of their uh, their customers came in, and they they said, well, how's Mike doing? Because I used to work at the store, so some of the customers knew me, and they said, well, he's just finished school, and he's thinking of getting into radio, and he doesn't really know how to go at it, so he wants to start in a small market. And she goes, oh. My uh, nephew is a program director in Weyburn, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Have him get a hold of him. So it's, it's amazing how things happen. They, she calls me. I send him a tape. He says, uh, you want a job? I drive to Weyburn, and I'm doing afternoon drive, having never spoken into a microphone before. And, uh, and then it continued on and on and ended up in Edmonton. Yes, that was in 1980, at, uh, which is now... TSN 1260. Yes. It was uh, it was called 126 CFRN, and it played contemporary music, mm-hmm. kind of like what Chad did. Yeah. Chad was our competitor at the uh, time. Okay. Chad did much better than we did, but we tried. <laughs> you worked with Eileen Bell for a very long time. I was going to say that. When, when we just came off, there's Eileen there. Eileen, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Eileen and I worked together at, uh, well, it was uh, the predecessor to Chuck, like long yeah. before Chuck. In fact, uh, when I first uh, launched 92.5, was called C-Jax. It was a mm-hmm. rock and country format. Then uh, that didn't work, so they flipped formats about 15 times to where you are today. But at one point, it was it was King FM. We played like oldies. Bruce Bowie was yes. the morning man. And Eileen Bell was always uh, doing the news. <laughs> and she stayed on for a little longer than Bruce. But uh, Eileen and I go way back. Way back. Right, Eileen? Oh, there was like Power 92 <laughs> and Joe FM, and that's where I ended up uh, when I left, went off Global downstairs. How did you end up Four o'clock rock. What, how did that happen? Um, basically, at the time, I was doing a show called High Q, which was uh, a kids quiz show. Yeah, yeah. The junior high kids would come on. We'd ask them questions and they'd push the buzzers. And you know how that yeah, works yeah. kind of thing. So then when I was doing that, um, Hans Dyes, who was the production manager at the time, at ITV said, uh, well, we've got this show called Four O'Clock Rock because it was at the time that much music was very popular uh-huh. and music videos were very popular. Would you be interested in doing that? And, uh, and the way my career has always gone, anything I've been offered, I take. Because No, seriously, because you never know if you'll get offered it again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I figured, okay, sure, I'll give it a try. And uh, so it turned out to be, what, from 84 to 86. It ran from 4 to 4.30 uh, every day. We played uh, rock videos and we uh, interviewed artists and had contests and all kinds of things like that. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. But the, uh, the interesting thing was I was on the radio at the same time that the TV show was on every day. So, <laughs> Busy so time. It, was, it was kind of weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you uh, ended up, um, I think, 1995 ended up over at, at ITV and you were shadowing this fella. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. That most dreaded of all meteorological phenomenon, the Siberian high, crunching down like the car of Juggernaut. Bill Matheson. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, what a voice. People remember that. Bill was, was something else. And, and the ironic thing is, I don't know if I can bring it up now. Uh, I received, um, just today, I received a message from Bill's grandson, mm. just out of nowhere, on, on, on Messenger, saying... Mike, uh, I just wanted to mention to you that, of course, we were extremely upset after my uh, grandfather had passed away. And um, 
and we started watching the weather when you were on, and suddenly you made it fun again. Like, mm. it was difficult for us to watch it, but but you remind us in some ways of our grandfather, and we, we really appreciate the way you've kept it fun, the way you're smiling, and uh, thank you so much for, for making the weather fun again. And it, it really did bring a tear to my eye. <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing, right? Because sometimes, I mean, um, some people, some listeners, some viewers don't have a filter, and they'll come out and say whatever they want, right? And it can be a little challenging. More often than not, though, you hear things like that, and, and it does. It reminds, in a way, of you know, the reason why we do it and the connection that you have with the community. Well, I'm really noticing that, especially now with uh, with social media. I mean, years ago, a person retired or, or whatever they were going through. Uh, you got a phone call, maybe mm-hmm. you got a voicemail, mm-hmm. but now inundated with messages <laughs> from from people in in all the different platforms, from Facebook to Twitter to LinkedIn to Instagram, and it's 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 really overwhelming. And I'm I'm just so appreciative of of hearing from these people too, because I want to know how they feel and I, I want to know uh, what they're up to. So Mike Sobel joining me in studio. His last day on the air is uh, is Friday morning. We need to take a quick pause here. We'll continue with Mike. Mike Sobel joining me in studio this afternoon as he gets set for his last show on Friday. And um, how do you think that that's going to be? I think it'll be a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) A disaster how? Emotional or? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There'll be a lot of Kleenex, I would think. Mm. I mean... uh, the outpouring of emotion. I mean, I, I got to hand it to uh, my producer, uh, Sarah Mulvihill, mm-hmm. who's come up with, and some other people at the station, with these memories that they've called them Mike's memories. Mm-hmm. And they've been running two every hour this week. And uh, it, I look back at all the things we've done over the years, and uh, many of them fun, many of them emotional, and they're bringing it all out. And I, I think they're saving a lot of them for Friday. Mm. I want to play this one for you because... Um because this is one that I, I, I literally just bust a gut again laughing okay. at today. Uh, those who, those of you who saw it will remember it well, but it had to do with uh, Ripple the dog, who was a mastiff. He was a massive dog. And Mike, trying to do the weather. It's going to be a challenge. This is uh, Ripple. Ripple is uh, part mastiff, and Ripple likes to play. Ripple's only a year and a half. Just wants to play. Ripple, sit, sit, <laughs> sit, Ripple, Ripple, sit, sit. No, Ripple's not sitting, that's for sure. 11 for Thursday, Friday, 14. Does start to warm up nicely, though, as we get into the weekend. Six. <laughs> okay, you're on your own. All right, you're on your own. Here, you want to play with <laughs> 17 on Sunday, uh, by Monday 18 degrees, and by Tuesday we are looking at somewhere around 16. Normal for this time of the year is at 10. And we'll be back with more in just a moment. Mike, you were out of breath. I think you broke a sweat by the end of dealing with Ripple, and that was only 35 oh. seconds of it. It went on for minutes. It, that that was a challenge, no question about that, but uh, a challenge that I uh, look uh, back on with fondness uh, because who knew uh, what would happen after that? It I went mean, viral. It went. It really went viral. I mean, it took off millions and millions of viewers. You can look it up on, on yeah. YouTube if you like. Um, but then when I was contacted by all these media outlets mm-hmm. like Good Morning America and CNN <laughs> and Ellen, and there was this uh, morning radio station. Oh, actually, it was a TV station like Good Morning America. I think it was Good Morning uh, Japan. Yeah. Uh, it was just. It, it just didn't end. It went on for a number of days. It was uh, something I'll never forget. That's. Sure. Yeah, uh, your charity work has something that's been uh, incredibly uh, important to you over the years. Of course, uh, the the bike ride uh, for MS you've done for years and years, and I, you did it with uh, Lorraine Mansbridge for 
a number of years. Yeah, Gord uh, actually uh, was the <laughs> the original co-host with Lorraine, and uh, at one point Gord moved on, and they asked, "Would you like to participate?" And uh, I said, sure. I'll give it, again. Don't say no to anything. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it a try. But Why not? Cycling has become a huge part of your world. Yes, it has. It has. It. it uh, I mean, I cycled before, but not to the extent that I did once I got mm-hmm. into this. Because once I started doing that, then I started doing these other tours and these other events. And uh, yeah, it has really become a passion of mine. And also working with the MS Society, mm-hmm. just such amazing people and volunteers, uh, the work they do, and those who live with MS every day, uh, uh, struggle, and uh, just just uh, just being able to help them out has uh, always. Been been a blessing for me what um i'm gonna put you on the spot here and i don't know if you have an answer to this but a favorite memory a favorite memory uh, of that or in general just in general oh boy i don't know about a favorite i I was was, it's funny i was talking to uh, chris uh, this morning on kissing Mm -hmm. and we were talking about the days we were at kissing and and Mm -hmm. and uh, is it a favorite memory it was a scary memory I was uh, driving along a big uh, satellite vehicle that uh, I used to do my show from, and somebody pulled up next to me and said, uh, Mike, um, there's fire coming out of the back of your vehicle. (laughs) So I pull over to the side of the road. This vehicle, keep in mind, is a satellite vehicle worth Mm $300,000. So as I got out, uh, I watched it burn to the ground, literally to the ground, ashes, ashes. So now I had to go back to my general manager at the time. (laughs) Who, who was uh, very conscious of the budget. At the t- mm. And I said, uh, Mr. Lang, Bob Lang, many will remember him, a, a figure in this city for many years, the, your $300,000 vehicle has been burnt to the ground. Oh so that is something goodness. that certainly stands out because of what could have happened and what did happen. You know, two different things. Uh, last question then. What, uh, what are you going to miss the most? And those listening, you've got a lot of fans texting in this afternoon. Anything you want to say to them? Um, I'm going to miss the people that, that we talk to every day. I, I really appreciate their support over the years, certainly in everything that I have done over these uh, 43 years and 25 on the show. Um, I, I really appreciate their support. We couldn't do any of this without mm-hmm. them. And I'm really going to miss uh, going in every morning and hanging out with the gang, um, Aaron and Vinesh and Daintree and Sarah and everybody else in the background. And you know mm-hmm. the tech mm-hmm. people at Global Slash ITV over the years are just... Top notch. Magnificent, top notch, like the best in the business. And, and just, just uh, conversing with them and, and kibitzing over the years. And that's what I'm going to miss the most, just, just the people. Mike, uh, wishing you all the very best as you sign off on Friday. It's been a pleasure to work with you over the past 22 years that I've been in in this city in different ways, whether it was at Global or chatting with you this way and and your willingness to always join the show when we need it. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing what's next for you, whether it's just hanging out with your family or seeing what that next step is, because as we know, you don't turn anything no, down. No, <laughs> I'm open to anything. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Jalen. I really appreciate All it. All the best, Mike. Take okay. care. The best All of right. the season. Merry Christmas yes, to you. Yes, Mike Sobel joining us. Make sure to tune in Friday morning, Global News, 530 to 9. You can watch some more of those Mike's five. memories. Five. 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 We remember, we started five. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> five o'clock. How do you do it? Mike Sobel in studio.